And one aspect of that is, you know, our prayer life. Our prayer. How, 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 how is it going? Are you content? Are you content with your prayer life? Like what pastor's message two Sundays ago, you know, that God is infinite. And it is up to us how much we want of him. How much we want to go deeper in that river. In that river. How much we want of God. You know, like what it says in the in 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 the gospels that you know we cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve two masters. We have to be loyal to one. Loyal to one. So um, that's it. You know, I believe that there is always room. If your answer to my question is that your prayer life is good, great. I believe there is always room, you know, for us to go to that next level, yes. to grow, to grow in that aspect of, of uh, our spiritual life. So if I remember, you know, my first time when someone asked me to pray, is that I'm fearful. I don't know if that's your experience. <laughs> you know? Well, I can pray privately. No one here is my prayer, but when you ask me, you know, publicly to pray, I'm fearful. I will even with you. Yeah. I will even with you. And, you know, I say I believe in God. I say I am a follower, a believer of Jesus Christ, and this uh, aspect of my spiritual life is kind of like, you know, uh, zero. Zero. So, um, does effectual prayer come automatic after we have been born again? Or do we need to be taught? Do we need to be taught the how, what, and why of prayer? Because a prayer should be one of the basic foundations of our existence as follower and believer of Jesus Christ. I remember when I just got born again. And I just got born again, okay, follow this prayer. I did follow. And then, you know, congratulations, you're now in the family of God. Amen. You know, so you, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. So but but everything, everything is just zero. Yes, I know the Lord Jesus because you know, um, Everyone knows the Lord Jesus came and gave his life on that cross. We celebrate every Holy Week, you know. We see people hanging themselves on the cross. That's how it is in the Philippines, you know. Real people. They, yeah, they carry the cross, go in the mountain, and they hang themselves there. 
So we we kind of like have the idea, they have the idea. So when I got born again, and uh, and um, we were we were um, taught about the basic foundations of um, being a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, like the repentance, love. We were taught all about this prayer. One of them. We were taught all about this, and so yes, it is true that in Romans chapter eight, it is saying that when we do not know what to pray, the Holy Spirit will come and help us. But in but in Luke eleven, the disciples of the Lord came to him and said. Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples to pray. Yeah. So Jesus didn't say, don't be concerned about that. It will come automatically. But Jesus began to teach them. Principles of prayers, models of prayer, as we read in our Bible. Things that will take us from prayer to effectual prayer. And that is what I want us to discuss, to talk about tonight. Yeah. So we need to be taught. We need to be taught. There's a reason to pray, not just for selfish needs, but especially, you know, that prayer is our partnership with the Lord. It's our partnership with the Lord. So Jesus, in teaching the disciples to pray, part of that prayer is that the kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So you know the Lord's prayer, right? So we see God's will will not automatically manifest. Did you, did you notice that in the Lord's Prayer? We have to pray. We have to partner with God. To partner with God so that his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, there you go. There are things we have to partner with God in his kingdom in order to see change. Prayer is something God created. Something that God chose to partner with us in the earth. And God has the power to bring about change. To bring about change, not just in our lives, but in our culture. In, in, in everything. Yeah. So, I had a coffee time with a friend this morning, and it was just great because she was talking to me about how she prayed 
you know, uh, about having a husband, about all the things that she has now in her life was a result, a result of her prayer. And I am just so glad because she, she just openly say all about these things that, you know, when, when she prays, she calls Father, Father, and then she will, it, it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, he's just there. Like what my husband told me one time, that when, when he talks to God, it's kind of like, standing there. yeah, standing there, sure. making a request, mm -hmm. you know, talking to him personally, personally, wow. So I, I, I like that, I like that. So that's, that, that, that just give me a confirmation of what is in my heart that we all can learn and grow more. Yeah, yeah. so it's about prayer, about prayer. So God has power to bring about change in our lives, but it's our authority that he has delegated to us in partnership with his power that brings change in our lives. We cannot just ask and do nothing. It is a partnership. He has given us that authority. So we really need to know how to pray better. Yeah. So in Matthew, and this is our text, and if I may ask you, if we all can go in the book of Matthew chapter 6, and we will do this verse by verse. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Yeah, we're going to see some very basics that Jesus taught. That should be part of our daily walk with the Lord, with the Lord. So I am reading in the New King James, and it says here, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Verse 2, therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. So verses 1 to 4, Jesus is talking about our giving. 
the attitude of our hearts in giving. Yes. Look at this. Even before, even before he taught his disciples about prayer, he is talking about our giving. And what does he say about our giving? Make sure it's not it's not it, it shouldn't be seen by men. Yeah, because we have this nature, you know, that oh I did that. I help him. His life is better because of me. Because of me. Yeah. So Jesus makes a profound statement and he says that if if you give our hearts, our hearts, uh, and our hearts are not pure, our motives are not correct, you know, and our motive is just so people can see, you know, and he said it right there so clearly. He says, I say to you, they have their reward. So Jesus, Jesus said there's no reward when you give. There is a reward. Because when people see, you know, that, 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 um, uh, and, and say, and say, oh, what, what a great giver. And then they will pat you in the back, you know. So you have to enjoy that pat on the back because that is your reward. Yeah. That is your reward. Yeah. So um, then he transitioned after dealing with motive of giving into, into prayer, our prayer life. So he begins to share. Uh, you know, in my Bible, I like to I like to highlight. I like to uh, even even draw lines in here. And it says here in verse five. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrite, hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Again, he is saying, if you are reading your Bible, Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. They have their reward. So, he's saying there, you know, hypocrites that love to pray. Hypocrites that love to pray. Just listen carefully in there, you know. Jesus is not saying that if you love to pray, you are a hypocrite. You know? So we we can we can we can see here so clearly, so clearly, the hypocrites here 
as Jesus said, they love to pray because that's how they draw attention. That's why it says, standing in the synagogue on the corners of the street, that they may be seen by men. Well, Jesus can say this, you know what, and I believe because he sees the heart. He sees the heart of these people. So, again, they love to pray and sometimes fancy prayer so that they hear, that the people will hear and again, recognition. Recognition. So motives matter in prayer. Our motive. Are we praying to be seen, to be heard, or to look spiritual? To look spiritual. Yesterday morning, I came here for prayer. And I'm alone. And I love it. I really love it. Uh, I'm, I'm so thankful because I've got to talk one-on-one -on -one with God. Yes. Yeah. You know, and he plays so many prayer points in my heart. And you can just, you can just feel it. That's why you know, at the beginning I said, how's your prayer life? Because, you know, our hearts must be yearning for more. Yearning for more. When, uh, when some of our brothers and sisters left the church, I believe like me, your hearts are dismayed. I am so, I don't know, I'm emotional, so I, I, I'm hurt, and I'm sad, and, and all these things. But, you know, if you, if you are aware of what the Holy Spirit is telling you, you know, you will be consoled, you will be consoled, and joy, joy is there. Joy is there. And again, I said that, you know, the Holy Spirit will give uh, that prayer in, in your heart. In your heart. One time, one time someone asked me, you always go to prayer. What are you praying about? <laughs> and and I, honestly, I don't know. But when I'm there, when I'm in my secret place or when I am in the church, mm -hmm. prayers just come out. Yeah. Prayers just come out in my mouth. So there you go. Number one it, that we talk about is that, you know, our motives in prayer. The motive of the heart in prayer matters. So, hmm. If we really know God as the all-knowing God, 
it's really so important that we know our God. We know our God. If you have a friend, you know, um, you want to know. That's why you ask many questions. Especially if you if if you met a new friend, you want to know a lot about that person. Yeah. So the same thing with our God. We have to know more about him. And in his word, he revealed, he revealed himself in his word. Yeah. So if we know him as the all-knowing God, he knows everything and nothing is hidden in his eyes, you know. So the simplicity of just pouring out our heart to him, he knows everything anyway. Anyway, so let's not underestimate the power of real. Because sometimes, well, maybe the motive is for, for people to hear our prayer that we have these, these you know, um, words that can excite people that, are, that we pray good, you know, but the Lord is looking at our hearts, looking at our hearts, and the power of being real, the power of honesty in the presence of God matters most. Yeah. He already, he already knows. He already has seen us, you know. He already knows what's in our heart. That's what the Bible says. Even before we open our mouth, he already knows. Yes. He already knows how messed up we are, you know. So why not come? Why not come to him in humility and honesty? So will you be shocked at how your relationship with the Lord explodes in authentic honesty? Just be real. Be real in the presence of God. So he is establishing our motives. We must not have impure motives because we know he sees our hearts. So don't pray concerned about what people say or what people hear what people hear, it's a religious trap. So in James 4.3, James deal about this motive in prayer. And James asked the question, why are there all these fights among, among you? Why is there contentions among you? Wars and factions. He goes on to say, it's because you're not looking to God as your source for everything. For everything, yeah. So how could we be envious of what, of what other people have? How could, how could we 
we, yeah, because that's that's the source of wars, you know, and 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 strife in the church, as as uh, James is saying in here, strife in the church. So if we believe that God will give us anything anything and more if our heart is right if our heart is right yeah. so never mind you know if uh, the he or or she has this or that you know never mind if if someone someone say something to you that uh, you don't you you do not like you do not like our source is God. He is. He is our source. And then he goes on to say, you know, um, you don't have because you don't ask God. We don't have because we don't ask God. So if we are full of envy and strife and jealousy, it is because we're looking horizontally. We're looking horizontally for promotions, for favor, and the things that, that uh, we, we need or we want, rather than, you know, ask God. Rather than we ask God. So James takes this right back to the heart why are we praying? Why are we praying? And so he also says, you know, it's, it's, it, but what he is talking in here is the motive of our heart. The motive of our heart. He, he, he also says, you know, you don't have because you ask amiss. You don't have because you don't ask. And then when you ask, he said, you don't have because you ask amiss. What does that mean? It, it just says, he, he, he then explains it, you know, you ask for your own pleasure. It's for your own pleasure. And again, we can see yeah, our heart, our heart. So, in 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 here, Jesus is is um, teaching his disciples, his disciples, that wrong motive of our heart, wrong asking. You know, that's a hindrance of prayer, a hindrance of prayer. So. We go to we, we go to Jesus, the gardener of our heart. We ask him to help us weed out our heart with with uh, things, you know. Because when we pray, we all want answers, right? We yes. all want answers yes. on our prayer, mm -hmm. and even though we are waiting for a long time. A long time we are still uh, praying 
for that thing because we know that God is faithful. Amen. That yes. God is faithful. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. In verse 6, he is saying, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. I like reading in the Bible now because when Charlene did this, oh, that is a good thing. Rather than just listening, why don't we read, you know, in the book itself? So, yeah, th there you go. It, it, it shows us clearly what Jesus was saying here, you know. So, this, this one, this, this verse, is um, so memorable to me because in the Philippines, when I invite people, let's go to prayer. Didn't the Bible say when you pray, go to your room? <laughs> shut the door, shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Yeah, yeah. So this verse is not saying that, you know, they're, they're never, um, uh, that, that, that we can have public praying. Right. Because if we know our Bible, we know that there are recorded in here so many instances, you know, of public, public praying. And one I can mention, you know, when uh, Solomon dedicated the temple. When Solomon dedicated the temple, it, it shows there. He, um, the Bible even described how Solomon prayed. Yeah. How Solomon prayed with lifted hands, he knelt, you know, and some now, some people, you know, face under their face on on the ground. So this verse is not saying there is no public praying. Yeah. So in here, Jesus is saying, make sure you always know that prayer is personal, intimate with God. We have to. No, that in, in prayer, it is the intimacy with the Father. Yeah. And we, we, we don't have to lose that person to person. Like what I am saying with this friend that I met, met uh, for coffee this morning, you know, I like it when she says, you know, when when he goes to prayer and asks God for something, it's so personal because she said, Father, I like this, I like that. Mm -hmm. You know, Father, that's how it's so personal. Yeah. It is so personal. So we have to guard that. 
we have to guard that. Or else we will end up into, you know, a religious kind of praying. And, and, and we all know that it is our relationship with Jesus, with, with God, that we are developing and nurturing in here. In here. So people need to talk to God like he's a person. Yes, there is this truth, you know, about the fear of God and um, the fear of the Lord, the awesome respect and, and reverence. But Jesus calls us calls us his friend. He calls us his friend. So it is just right, you know, that we develop this friendship through constant communication. Yes. Communication with him. Amen. Yeah. In verse 7, it says here, but when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. For their many words. Yes. So, <clears throat> yeah, in my Bible, I underlined vain repetition. And then I went back in my prayer. Am I praying like this? <laughs> Am I praying like this? I remember, and I shared this in the Bible study. When my husband, you know, I, I am working in an office before, and on Wednesdays, he comes, picks me up. Well, every day he picks me up, but on Wednesday, he picks me up, and it's my routine that we go to, I, I, I go to a church Wednesday night. And there is this uh, novena, novena on Mama Mary, every Wednesday night, every Wednesday night. And so he comes with me because, you know, he likes to win me. <laughs> so he comes with me. But after that, that church, he would, he would tell me, you know, is, is Mary there? Why? <laughs> Because these prayers are all repetitions. Yes. It's, it's all repetitions. Amen. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just remember that because in, in, in this verse, you know, Jesus was saying, do not use vain yeah. repetitions. Mm -hmm. You know, because um, these heathens, they think that they will be heard. For their many words. So, you know, everybody pray. Peter is praying, you know, and, um, but how we pray, how we pray matters. What we pray makes a difference. Yes. And why we pray is part of the equation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you see, when 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 Jesus taught these these disciples about about prayer, 
it's not just, you know, go and sit, go and um, talk to God. I like it because he first taught the disciples what are the not to, not to do on, you know, when, when you pray, when you pray. So we need to be mindful of these hindrances. We have to um, guard our prayer life, careful that we are not get caught by the routine about you know saying words. It's not connected in our heart not connected in our hearts. Uh, mere, just mere um, repetitions of, of phrases. So vain repetition deals with just religious exercise. Like, like what I told you, that, that novena. People, we, we have this little booklet and then we read there and just uh, everything is uh, repetition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, it's not. It's not just like that. Um, I would say because that is a Catholic. I uh, I am a Catholic, and I go to that um, uh, church every Wednesday, and we we talk all about Mary and all this repetition, repetition of, of uh, supplication for her. So it's, it's, it's not just like in, in, in that denomination, we have to guard ourselves, you know, yes. because even, even in a spirit-filled churches, we do that. We can other words worship with our hands without our heart connected with it. Yes. You know, the traditional churches do that too, you know, when when they sing from their hymnals and just just uh, read there and go go on with the tune, you know. And and another thing is not, is our giving. It it may look just a routine. Like for example, you know, I give my time. We regularly, my husband and I regularly give our time. So when I say regularly, it might it might. Um, be like for us a routine. You know, what do I mean a routine? There's no longer a heart, a grateful heart. Something like that. Because when 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 God said to love him with all our heart, our soul, our mind and strength, you know, and then you give your time Okay, I write my check. Oh, uh, 
I mean, I receive, I receive, we receive my husband's check, and then we write our time, put it in the in the offering box, you know, and that's it. That's what I mean when it, it when I say it becomes a routine. Yeah, it becomes a routine. There's no longer heart connected there. Connected there. That's why you know. In writing the check, I am already saying, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that we can give to you. Because you first gave us. Amen. Yeah, because you first gave us. That's what I mean, you know, when we do something for God, mm -hmm. our hearts yes. must be connected with it. Yes. Connected with it. So it's not just, you know, in worship, in prayer, in giving the message. The message in church services can also become a routine. A routine. That's why, you know what, I am always sharing to these people that I mentor and, and, and disciple, you know, when you teach a Bible study first, first go to God. Go to God and pray. Connect with the Holy Spirit. Because you can choose according to what's going on with the people's lives or the life of the church. You can speak from there, what you're going to speak. I hope you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. It's so different when we go to God, connect with Him before, you know, before we teach. Before we teach. That's why I said, even the message can become a routine. Can become a routine. So let's be careful on that because as I said, if God is looking at our heart, he is not pleased. He is not pleased if he, we are doing something for him that our hearts are not connected. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we have to habitually and consistently judge our hearts. Why are we doing what we are doing? You know? And we say, we say, it's not, it's all about Jesus. When we say it's all about Jesus, what we do for him is all about to give him glory. Amen. To make him known. Amen. To make him known. Yes. Amen. Yeah. So... Uh, vain repetition. So the only way we can avoid this is the Holy Spirit in our lives and our personal relationship with God in prayer. So it's not the length of our prayers that's going to produce results. It's the sincerity of heart. Let's not get trapped on repetition. On repetition. 
Some people will say, oh, I have to stretch my prayer. It's only 30 minutes. I still have 30 minutes more to say, you know? Well, I don't know. No. We, we, we don't please God anymore, <laughs> you know, if we, if we are just there just to stretch to one hour. To one hour, you know. We can pray 15 minutes if that's, you know, our heart can connect to God. Yes. We have we have this command in the Bible that says, you know, pray without ceasing. Amen. If you can stay 15 minutes, you know, but but your heart is really in, in into God, you are connecting, you can go. Yeah. And then and then again, that pray without ceasing, you can pray all day. You can pray all day and add that up, that's more than one hour. If your goal is to pray one hour a day. One hour a day. Yeah. So there you go. In verse 8 it says, Therefore do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need or before you ask them. Yeah. So we don't need to convince God. Like what I said, he knows already. Yeah. He knows already. Um, he knows what we need before we ask. He knows what we need before we ask. Yeah. And so someone just will ask us, okay, if he knows what we need, why ask? Why pray? <laughs> Why pray? He already knows what we need. You know, and if it's a loving God, he knows what we need, and he, he gives it to us. So we don't need to ask. Again, brothers and sisters, relationship. Yes. Relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what he wants from us. He wants from us. So we know. We know. The Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden. The, uh, God goes there, you know, to fellowship. To fellowship with Adam and, and Eve. Yeah. So before, even before, Jesus spoke the what we call, because the next verses, if you are looking in your Bible, you know, the next verses is uh, what we call the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer, and Jesus here is teaching his disciples how to pray. But what we have discussed and talked about tonight is the first um, uh, eight verses that says, you know, uh, uh, the hindrances of prayer. Yes. The hindrances of prayer. And I like it, you know, even before God taught us, Jesus taught us, this is how you pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debtors, as we forgive, you know, um, uh, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Even before he already taught us that these are the hindrances of prayer. He wants, he 
wants that we will have an effect to our prayer. A prayer that gets resolved. That is why, that is why he taught us first about these hindrances. And the first one he said is the motive of our heart. The second is don't lose that personal connection with God. And the third one is vain repetition. Vain repetition. Yeah. yeah. So I have more because, as I told you, this topic is in my heart. In, in, in my heart, you know. So there is more about these um, uh, chapter talking about prayer that I want us to discuss, but because of time, let me do that um, some other time. <laughs> you want to stay all night? <laughs> if you want to stay all night, then we can do that. Okay, so you'll continue next week. We will continue, yes. We will continue on this, yeah. Uh, we, I like us to grow in prayer. Because, you know, honestly, honestly, before, like what I told you, when someone asked me to pray, I am so fearful, scared. It's scared even to open my mouth. That is true. That is true. Well, and that is true. Yeah, yeah. But if we know that we we are in warfare, we cannot just be silent. No. We cannot just be silent. Yeah. We are in warfare. We are in warfare. So we just Father, we praise you and we thank you for tonight. Thank you for this subject of prayer, Lord God, and we know that you have a lot more in store for us, Lord God, that you will reveal more things to us, Lord God, about this subject of prayer. Lord, we desire to grow more, to go deeper in you, Lord God, in this aspect of our spiritual life, oh Father, and we believe that you are faithful, O Holy Spirit, to teach us everything that we need to know. And we thank you, O Lord God, for, for your so kind heart, O Lord God, that you want to partner with us, O Father God, in, 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 doing, in doing your work in this world, O Father. Lord, thank you for just believing in us. You have called us, you have equipped us, you have empowered us, you have strengthened us. You believe that we can do the work. Oh Lord God, thank you for just believing in us. Even if we don't believe in ourselves, Father, we don't believe in ourselves. We, we know that, that um, we cannot do the job, we are fearful, but you are there to encourage us, oh Lord God. And, and we just thank you. We just thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you even, oh Lord God, for the answered prayer, Lord God, of this congregation. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you manifest your glory in this small flock, oh Lord God. 
for it is your good and pleasing will to give the kingdom in this small flock. We praise you. We praise you that your presence is here, O Heavenly Father. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Abba Father. I praise you, I worship you, and I lift you up, my brothers and sisters, my pastors, the Lord God, tonight, the Lord God. Bless each one. Bless each one of us, O Heavenly Father. And Lord, we cannot thank you enough. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We praise you and we love you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen.